I'm Kyle Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week, I ask a different person about your, your, their job so you can know what your options are out in the world. My guest today is Keith Fairley, a lifestyle fitness coach in Fort Collins, Colorado. Keith, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kyle. It's great to be here. Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me what a lifestyle fitness coach is and what it's like to be one? Absolutely. Um, as a lifestyle fitness coach, instead of just focusing on physical fitness, we're more involved with the person's entire lifestyle and their overall health, which includes their daily living habits and fixing common lifestyle problems with simple solutions. And it's absolutely great to be a, a lifestyle fitness coach because I get to see people um, grow from you know the simple uh, problems that they're facing that have actual solutions and look to watch them become healthier and happier people. Cool. So what kinds of things do you actually do day-to-day at work? Well, uh, I wear a few different hats. So I have several different roles. In addition to um, doing the lifestyle fitness coaching, I also do functional training, which is a specialized form of uh, personal training for fitness. I also do Rossiter, connective tissue stretching. Um, I do one-on-one consultations with many of my clients for both uh, fitness and uh, healthy lifestyle needs. I also write programs uh, for these people for their fitness. I do a lot of research in all of these areas. So I spend a good deal of my time on a daily basis researching um, the science of uh, nervous system and um, and fitness as well as psychology. And of course I do spend a fair deal of time developing marketing content for our business. That's a lot of stuff that you have to do every day. Yeah, but I love it and I look forward to it and I like the variety of all of it. Yeah. So when did you first know you wanted to do this kind of work? Well, it's interesting. I've been actually a trainer for 29 years, but I've always um, loved fitness. I started getting into fitness when I was younger than you. I was only seven years old when I decided to get into fitness and I had a a passion for it early on. But being a trainer, um, just in being in fitness, I always saw a need beyond just what training and fitness could bring to people in the healthy lifestyle that they were looking for. So that's what had uh, evolved me to look deeper into how other, you know, methods that I could help people with. That's a, you knew you wanted to do this stuff really early on. That's true. Yeah. So did you do anything else besides just starting your fitness um, coaching? Or like, can you tell us a bit more about the path you took to get here? Um. Other things that got me to fitness, you mean? Yeah. Um, it wasn't a straight path, actually. It was, um, I've always been interested in fitness, but I've always been interested in other things. Um, what I, you know, started thinking about doing when I had uh, graduated high school, I was actually very interested. I've always been interested in movies. So there was a, a strong path for me going into film, actually. And my first job in fitness actually wasn't being a trainer. It was in sales. So my first steps, just being in a gym professionally, they started me off just as a salesperson, which I love just working in a gym immediately. It was fun to be around people. Mm-hmm. So selling gym memberships is how I started. And I was good at it, but I didn't like it. I didn't like that my role was simply just a financial one. And I was simply just dealing in the memberships rather than working with the clients directly. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So what do you like most and least about your job? Um, Still, like I said, you know, the most 
gratifying part of my job has to be witnessing people creating a better life for themselves and knowing that I helped be a part of that and guide them to a better life. Um, what do I like least about my job would probably be just seeing people that I know I can help, but they choose not to be helped. Now a word from our sponsor. Your host, Kyle Northcutt here. My neighborhood recycling course at kidsgreenteam.com is now only $19. I want everyone who wants to start a business and help save the planet from harmful plastics to be able to start today. Go to kidsgreenteam.com to grab the course and get started now. Okay, back to the show. So what level of education do you have? Was that required for your job? Uh, the standard requirement for a personal trainer would be, um, depending on the, the place that's hiring, um, sometimes it would require a, disease, uh, a uh, degree in exercise science. And mm -hmm. almost always trainers are required to have a certification or multiple certifications. Um, my, uh, my background and my education actually formally is um, a high school education followed by, I went to art school. Like I said, I was going to get into film. So I actually went to art school for film, but in parallel, I continued my education at the same time and ended up getting a um, personal training certification. And then years later, got a specialized certification as a functional trainer. So functional fitness um, training on top of the personal trainer certification. Then around that same time, I got Rossiter certified. So I got certified to do Rossiter stretching at level one. And then over the next three years, I got certified in level two, level three, advanced and master, master Rossiter certification. And then um, four years ago, I did get certified then finally as a lifestyle fitness coach. So those are all the kind of credentials that I carry right now. Um, and as far as you know, more education beyond that, I would say definitely what's required to be me would be years of self-education. That's what it took to get all of those things and mm -hmm. the abilities to do the things that I do today, um, which, you know, it includes reading countless books, watching endless hours of videos, um, and just doing deep dives into the things that I'm meant to specialize with. But one of the most important elements of my education would just be years of experience with people. Um, in these areas of exercise science, communication and speech can't be underrated, understated for um, how important that is in almost any job, but especially my job. And a big part of it, too, that should be included in this field is psychology, mm -hmm. um, also food and nutrition, and even neuroscience. Interesting. How come neuroscience? Well, that's a great question. Um, over the years, um, so much of fitness has been taught in a way that we're just training the muscles. And I've learned in my decades of being in this field that a big portion of the, the kind of benefits that a person can receive is through the stimulation of the nervous system. So what the body actually does in getting stronger, the most in the quickest path possible is about adaptations in the nervous system. So it's more about training the body through training the nervous system and the pathways to the brain than it is the muscles. The muscles are more secondary. That makes sense. So, I mean, this is pretty relevant for your job, but what do you think the future of college education is? Like, do you ever see self-education certifications on the job training, like Apple University replacing a traditional fitness degree? Right. Yeah, that's a really great question. That's a really important question, too. 
Um, and I believe like in almost any industry, the innovations and evolutions happen in the field. And later, the institutions finally adopt these changes. In other words, the trainer of the future will be better prepared to serve the whole life of their client for healthy body and mind. So that's, you know, to a degree, I think, yes, um, that these kinds of, you know, newer systems will not necessarily replace, but be a common option or supplement for people that want to custom customize a specialized career pathway. Okay. That makes sense. So what's something you wish you'd been taught in school, but had to learn later on in life? Hmm. I would say how to learn just the skill of learning, right? Because we learn certain things, we learn knowledge, but nobody really taught us, at least, you know, back in my day, nobody's taught us the skill of how to learn. Um, I would say then a couple other things to go with that is just learning. Um, I wish I had learned more about myself and, you know, how to how to examine myself and understand myself as an individual. Um, school did a really good job of teaching us about the current and outside world at the time, but more relevant is learning and understanding oneself. And one more thing I would throw in there that'd be good for any person, any young person now would be, you know, learning to be a good decision maker, the process of decision making. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really important. So how much free time do you have? Like, do you work a traditional 40 hour work week more or less? That is highly variable. Um, I, I am fortunate enough to have my own business so I can mold my schedule how I see fit. Um, and I don't have a lot of free time, but I get to sculpt the amount of free time I have and when I have it. So um, I fortunately, I don't work a traditional hour work week. That might be good and bad to some people, but mm -hmm. I often will work as early as, you know, 6.30 a.m. and still be working at um, 6 p.m. But that doesn't mean I worked every hour of that long day. Right. So we often work my wife and I seven days a week, but we don't work long days all those days. So some days are bigger than others, but really it's about a balance and, and it's a balance between what's strategically best for my healthy lifestyle, but also providing as much of myself to my clients as possible. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, like, are you, I mean, this doesn't make a lot of sense for your profession, but are you able to like get on Zoom calls like this one and like talk to people and have them um, like practice stuff without you having to like, without them having to go to your um, office? Yeah. And, yeah, that's yeah. been a really interesting recent evolution of, you know, a lot of industries, um, specifically my own. I never would have thought that that would be a common thing until pandemic came and that kind of forced us all to learn to try to connect even over the internet. So yeah, we do have a, a fair share of clients that are able to and prefer to meet in person um, or uh, over Zoom instead of in person. So Zoom or Skype. So that's actually been a great tool for me to reach people I otherwise wouldn't be able to reach because they're further away or they simply can't come in. And we also do this for consultations where someone just needs to speak with me privately for an hour. This is actually a better meeting room than our actual office at the studio. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Cool. So what advice do you have for young people considering what you do for your job? Um, <clears throat> two things. I would say, number one, just start with learning your body and how your body works. 
just understand the most basic functions of it and how it works. And then conversely, how it doesn't work, like when people have problems. So just observe the kinds of problems that adults have and try to find a way to avoid those problems, right? Because there, there's several problems that adults commonly face. And if you start understanding the nature of those problems, you can head them off and, and be in, in better shape than they are. Good advice. <laughs> so this one was borrowed from Tim Ferriss, a best-selling author and one of the top podcasters in the world. What is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? That's a good question. And the, I think the key word there is investments, right? Mm -hmm. Which is definitely a concept that goes beyond money. It's what you're you know, planning to put your resources, whatever that might be, into something that's going to pay off, not now, but later on. So I would say my personal and perpetual growth, and that would be my, my growth of skills, knowledge, my health, even socially, my cognition abilities, things like that. Mm -hmm. Cool. So was there a time in your life where you felt like you completely failed at something, but it ended up helping later on? Um, <clears throat> there, I wouldn't say there's a single um, large enough failure that I can frame that. Um, I would just say as a response to that, that winning doesn't always grant a reward, but losing does in the form of valuable lessons. So I've always viewed things that other people would experience as a failure, just simply as a doorway into a lesson that I can get better from that thing I was trying to do. Um, practically all failures and dead ends that I can ever remember ended up being valuable to me later on. And I would um, reference, I think one of the best things I've ever heard about this concept that somebody articulated better than I ever could, the way that I believe that failure is, is there's this speech where Kobe Bryant was on a talk show and somebody asked him about failure and he put it so eloquently and easy to understand. I, I really recommend just anybody curious about that, uh, just do a search on that. Check out Kobe Bryant's um, speech and uh, that interview that he had on the talk show. I don't know what talk show it is, but if you just search for Kobe Bryant on failure, you'll probably be able to find that. Okay, cool. So was there ever a person in your life, like a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, or mentor that made a huge impact on you? If so, in what way? And would you like to give that person a quick shout out? Oh, definitely. It wouldn't be somebody that I was personally close to. That would be my my child role model, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hmm. Um, and he's obviously known to be a huge action movie star, as well as bodybuilder. And many other mm -hmm. things. But as a child, um, he epitomized everything I thought of as a strong man and as a hero. And, you know, as a, as a fitness person, being as large and strong as he was. So he inspired me greatly in many ways, especially when I was younger, to get into fitness and to make myself strong. That's really cool. So knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently growing up? Hmm. There's not a lot, actually. Um, I feel that um, <clears throat> I would have challenged myself more. That would be the one thing. Knowing that, you know, I turned out probably how I would have wanted in my life. But I think that in my youth, I might have held myself back more. I, I would have tried more things, tested myself, just discovered more things and, and explored more subjects and experienced different possibilities. So, for instance, like, 
I've always been kind of interested in football, but I didn't play football just because I didn't like the football players. Well, that still shouldn't have stopped me. So I probably still wouldn't have liked them, but I could have at least experienced that and tested myself in some way. Yeah, that makes sense. So what book do you think all kids should read and why? All right. I got a few options. Um, I would say for general understanding of the things that we're talking about related to my field, the human body coloring book. Okay, so it is what it sounds like. It's actually an anatomy book that's well illustrated anatomically, and you get to interact with it by coloring in the various pieces of anatomy, which gets you further, deeper understanding by having that tactile feedback of actually touching these things. Even though it's a two-dimensional image, your brain's going to connect with it and memorize it a little better. Um, and that's interesting because even though it's a, a book, it's not like a deep read. So it's something that, you know, anybody can do. Um so that's my reason for that. For the other one, um, it's just called Gnomes, and it's by Will Huygen. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's an old book, um, and it's an illustrated book, and the imagination, as well as the illustrations, is inspiring. It's just a really fun and imaginative book, and if you want to get creative and you want to you know, kind of like spark your imagination, that's a great one. Now, for a little bit deeper reading, one of the best books I feel that's ever been written, and this is more for the audience that's probably 13 plus, but um, because it's such deep reading, but it's so valuable and it's so universal and so applicable to everyday life. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I feel it's one of the best books on communication that I've ever read. Yeah, I've read it. It's really good. You've read that. Well done. <laughs> cool. That is yeah. a good one. Yeah, if you can make any one rule that everyone in the world had to follow, what would it be? I would say to genuinely love every other person in your sight and act on it. That's a good rule. So I think knowing what not to do is just as important, if not more so, than knowing what to do. With that in mind, what's the worst advice you've ever received? The worst advice I've ever received? Um there's not a lot of bad advice that's given when people are trying to give you advice that's helpful. But the one thing that's always seemed to be completely opposite of what's worked for me is the advice of do one thing and do it really well, do it better than anybody else. So that's a philosophy. That's a theory that's gone back, you know, generations. And you've heard some successful people prescribe that to other folks. And I tried to believe in that. And the more that I learned about myself and the more that I learned about what was making me work well, it was doing quite the opposite of that. But I actually do really well personally when I integrate different things and, and bring to the table different values all together in concert to create something that's different than other people can. Um, and if I had just done only one thing and I'd stuck to just one thing, I wouldn't be where I am now. So it's only through kind of a cascade of different experiences and different um, levels of expertise in different areas that's brought me the access of who makes what you know what makes me who I am now and the kinds of values that I can offer people today. Yeah, good advice. So conversely, what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and in the work? This one, I feel I have a really good answer for. You know what a Venn diagram is, right? Yeah. 
And you might have even seen this one before. So think of like a three-part diagram, Venn diagram, and think of the you know intersection of the circles that represent what you're really good at. And then the other one, what you're really passionate about, what you really love. And then third, what serves a need for others, right? So if you can find something that you really love and that you're actually good at, and it also fills a need and serves other people, that's going to be something that you can aim yourself at. And you'll find a great way to fit into the world and have a good life. That's really good advice. Awesome. Thanks, Keith. Now it's time for the lightning round. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. If you could have dinner with any famous person, past or present, who would it be? Uh, past, Jesus, and present, Tony Robbins. What's your favorite sport to watch? To play? Uh, mixed martial arts um, and jujitsu. I don't want to get punched in the head, so just <laughs> jujitsu for me. Mm. So what's your favorite food? Pizza. Cats, dogs, and neither. I love animals. I own one cat but I think I love dogs more. Yeah. So what's your dream car? Uh, the beater that I have right now. I don't care if it ever gets damaged. It's low maintenance and I don't have to worry about being carjacked. It's a nice low profile minimalist vehicle. Cool. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Cookie dough. What's the coolest place you've ever been to? Alsace, France. What's your dream vacation destination that you haven't been to yet? Italy. And who's your favorite musician? Led Zeppelin. Lastly, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Metallica, 1994. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Keith. Thanks again for joining us on the Kids Learn Career Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends. See you next time.